the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. You are listening to the Advanced Colorado Rundown, Colorado's conservative podcast, providing insight and thought-provoking discussions on Colorado's most critical policy issues. Let's join Michael Fields for today's edition. Welcome back to another episode of the Advanced Colorado Rundown. I'm Christy Burton-Brown, joined today by Corey DeAngelis, one of the nation's best fighters in the school choice movement. Corey, thanks so much for joining us today. Hey, thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. And we are so excited for October 21st when you're coming out to Colorado to be the keynote speaker at our first Parents' Rights Education Summit. Uh, Many of the people coming are going to be parents who are feeling more empowered to get involved in education and school choice. But I know you talk to lots of parents across the nation. What's the main message you give them as they seek to jump in to the educational system, reform it, make better choices? What do you tell them? Yeah, totally. Thanks so much for having me again. I can't wait to see you guys out in Colorado, October 21st. It's going to be a really fun event. But the main message here is that it's It's time for Colorado and every single state to fund students as opposed to systems. Education funding is meant for educating children, not for propping up and protecting a particular institution, whether it's public or private. The money doesn't belong to the government schools or any of the institutions. It should follow the child to the education provider that best meets their needs and aligns with their family's values. And there's a lot of good news that's come out of the past couple of years. Ten states in the past two years alone, have gone all in on school choice. And what do I mean by that? Every single family, regardless of income, regardless of background, regardless of zip code, can now take their children's state-funded education dollars to the education provider of their choosing. That could be the public school. If you like your public school, you can keep your public school. But if not, you can take that funding uh, to, to, to go to a private school or a charter school or a home-based education option. And again, this is one in five states have done this in the past two years alone. They've mostly been red states, but that doesn't mean that blue states like Colorado can't get it done as well. This is an overwhelmingly popular issue among voters, whether you're Republican, Democrat, or Independent. And it's becoming more and more politically profitable or advantageous to do the right thing to support funding students as opposed to systems. We've seen some Democrats in some states even switch parties to the GOP on the issue of school choice. And some uh, governors like uh, uh, Josh Shapiro in Pennsylvania even put school choice in his his education platform right before the election last year. Uh, He even went on Fox News this year promoting Lifeline scholarships. Uh, There's a little more complicated story on that because he ended up caving to the teachers unions. But the political winds have started to shift in the direction of parents. That's because they're paying attention. They saw what the heck was going on in the classroom over the past couple of years, and they've woken up. They're never going back to sleep. They're fighting back at the school board meetings, but they're also fighting back at the ballot box, too. And the the parents are the change agents here, and it's going to be up to them, the new special interest group in town, to continue that momentum. And I think that's a really important point for parents to see themselves as change agents. 
And I also love how you're saying it's becoming less of a partisan issue because, of course, parents who belong to all political parties send their kids to school. And we do need parents to see this as a fight they can take on and pressure politicians of any party to say, you know what, education is something we used to agree on. It's something that across America we wanted for our kids. We've gotten so far away from that um, and made it more partisan than it needs to be. So I think that's a really important part. Um, How many of the 10 states that are, you know, pushing funding to kids, students, not systems, how many of those passed laws since COVID? Yeah, so it's been 10 states that have gone universal since the, over the past two years. So really, like okay. it's been a COVID surge in momentum for education freedom. And it's been uh, states with Republican trifectas for, for the most part. For, uh, actually, yeah, for the most part, except for North Carolina, has a, gov- right. go- a Democrat governor, Roy Cooper, who sent his own kid to private school and then fought against uh, school yeah. choice for others. Uh, but the uh, he didn't have enough power to 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 veto to avoid a veto override. But I actually think this hyper partisanship in the short run can lead to bipartisanship in the medium and long run because one school choice is is popular among voters from all political parties. And then the more that the GOP leans into parental rights as a political winner, like we saw with Glenn Youngkin in Virginia, a state that went 10 points to Biden in 2021, in 2020, went six points to Glenn Youngkin in 2021 with education voters, which was the number two issue in that election. And the more that the Democrats start to lose on the issue of education freedom, which they're going to continue to bleed voters on the issue if Republicans lean into it as a winner, then you're going to see more Democrat defectors like we saw with Josh Shapiro starting to read the tea leaves in Virginia. He looked over uh, in Pennsylvania. He looked over to Virginia and didn't want a Terry McAuliffe moment to happen to him. For listeners, if you don't remember, Terry McAuliffe was the guy in Virginia, a former governor who was running uh, as a Democrat. And he said at the final debate stage, I don't think parents should be telling schools what they should teach. Well, you know what? Uh, those parents uh, showed up to the ballot box and even went on CNN the next day with a mother famously saying that that was the nail in the coffin moment for her when Terry McAuliffe had um, uh, Randy Weingarten actually stumping for him the night before the election. So I think this is going to become more of a bipartisan issue um, among elected officials as well, the more that the Republicans win in the short term. I think that's a great point. And other than just sheer numbers speaking for themselves, and yes, Democrats probably getting on board when they see so much pressure and input and empowerment from parents. Is there a particular message that you think parents and other school choice advocates can use to make this more of a bipartisan issue and get more Democrats on board? Yeah, I think talking about it in terms of funding students directly and empowering parents to choose the schools that work best for them is is a good start, but also pointing out the analogies that there's a lot of programs that Democrats support that use the same logic. Think about higher education. We have the Pell Grant. Pell Grants are taxpayer-funded dollars that can be used at the community college if you want or even the public university, but you can also take that funding to a private religious or non-religious university. We we do the same thing with pre-K programs like Head Start. You get the parent can choose the pre-K provider, can even be a religious pre-K provider if you want. Right. So the funding follows the decision of the parent. We do the same thing with food stamps. Uh, you don't have to take your food stamps to a, a, an assigned government grocery store. That would be ridiculous if anybody even mentioned uh, that that would that uh, that should be the case. It is not the case. Um, with Medicaid, we have Medicaid vouchers that can be used at uh, religious or non-religious private 
hospitals if you want. Section 8 housing vouchers, the, the, the funding follows the decision of, of the individual using that program. And you can go on and on and on with these examples. And Democrats support all these programs, but then they get all up in arms only when it comes to those in-between years of K-12 education. And the only difference there is one of power dynamics. Choice is the norm for higher education, pre-K, and just about everything else. But choice threatens an entrenched special interest only when it comes to K-12 education. So, of course, they fight as hard as possible against any change to the status quo. But if you can point out that logical inconsistency, I think that's a very powerful thing to do. And then also the hypocrisy of elected officials who send their own kids to private school and then fight against private school choice. I think Jared Polis in Colorado has been pretty good with charter schools, and we got to commend him for that. But he hasn't gone far enough. He, he actually went to, on the John Stoschel show, uh, a libertarian podcast, where he came out uh, against private school choice programs. And he sent his kids to private school, and I'm glad he had that opportunity. But he shouldn't fight against other families having that same kind of opportunity. I think he even said that, even tried to make the case that private schools were unaccountable. Well, if they're so unaccountable, why did you send your own kid to a private school right. if they're if they're <laughs> doing such a bad job? But the, the reality is is that the Democratic Party, by and large, has been owned by the teachers unions for so long. Um, and I think Jared Polis in that interview is trying to thread the needle. Um, so I don't want to hit him too hard because look, he supports charter schools, but at the same time, um, it shouldn't be, uh, your, your choices shouldn't be limited to options that have the word public attached to them. It should, when you use your food stamps, you can take that funding to any private institution, you use your Pell Grants, you can go to religious programs as well. Jared Polis on the same, uh, podcast bragged about his universal pre-K program, and uh, basically said that you could take that funding to any provider you want, basically. But then he turned around a, a minute before that. He was saying that that you couldn't have private school choice because they were unaccountable providers. But then he turned around and said that it was OK for pre-K to take it wherever you wanted, basically. So <laughs> it, yeah. it just really goes to show you the difference of power dynamics at the pre-K level versus the status quo K through 12 teachers union monopoly that doesn't want anybody to have any other options. But I think this is becoming more and more evident. Joe Biden sent his, sent his kids to private school. He went to private school. Nancy Pelosi, Gavin Newsom. There, there's a whole bunch of hypocrisy in this space. And I'm dealing a lot with, with a, a lot of it in Texas right now. I found out. Uh, so Texas is in a special session. They just passed through the Senate, uh, 18 to 13, a universal school choice bill, Senate Bill 1, uh, which is strongly supported by Governor Abbott. And all the Democrats voted against it. Uh, thir uh, 12 of them and two thirds of them, eight of the 12, at least eight of the 12, either went to private school or sent their own kids to private school, wow. which again, fine. It's good for them, but let's uh, let's allow other families to have choice too. Well, exactly. Because I think we all know that if you make a choice for your own kids, clearly you think it's probably the best choice out there. So I do think that's an excellent point that resonates with the public in general when they say, why are these elected people fighting against my ability to choose something that they're all choosing for their own kids? So clearly they think it's better. Um, I, I do think that's a good point we can drive home. Um, and, and you well, make a good well, point. <laughs> They they will they will try to defend themselves and they'll say well I paid for it myself and it's like well uh, you're a Democrat and you're all of a sudden uh, adopting this pull yourself up by your bootstraps right. mentality only when it comes to K through twelve but you want the taxpayer to pay for everything else 
And they'll say, oh, well, we didn't defund the public schools to do it because we paid it out of pocket. Well, they don't really understand education funding or they're just trying to cut CYA because they um, they defund public schools in the same way that a school choice program would defund public schools because public schools are funded based on enrollment counts. So yeah. if you're paying out of pocket, it doesn't matter. Your, your public school loses that student. Oh, right. And you lose that public school lose that funding associated with that kid. So it's not a good defense of their hypocrisy. Um, and look, by the way, another thing I would point out as a parent or uh, as an advocate in general is that this doesn't hurt the public schools. If you like your public school, you can keep it. And a lot of families still continue to choose their their traditional schools that they're assigned to for whatever reason. And if anything, the public schools end up with more funding per student uh, because these programs are typically funded with the state portion of funding, which is about half of total usually. And then so the, the public schools get to keep thousands of dollars for students who are no longer educating. So on a per student basis, they must end up with higher per student expenditures and revenues. So this is a good deal for the public schools. It's a good deal for the families too. And public schools up their game in response to competition. We have 29 studies on this nationally. 26 of those 29 studies find positive effects of school choice competition on the outcomes in the public schools too. So school choice is a rising tide that lifts all boats. And um, those fear mongering about this destroying the the public education system as we know it, uh, the burden of proof should be on them and they have no evidence to, to show this. It's, it's overwhelmingly positive that the public schools uh, improve as a result of school choice. Yeah, I think that's a great point because a lot of people do bring up what happens to the public schools and what happens to funding. So just putting some clarity on that, I think helps people and pushes them over the line. Uh, so really appreciate you doing that. And I think, Corey, we're really looking forward to having you on Saturday at our Parents' Rights Education Summit and talking a lot more about this, answering parents' questions. Um, but the last thing I want to ask you on the podcast today, um, how did you get involved in this? I don't think a lot of people are super mm-hmm. familiar with your backstory, um, at least out here in Colorado. And we'd love to know what uh, inspired you to be so passionate about the school choice movement. Yeah, I actually started as a researcher at the University of Arkansas, where I did my PhD. My first study linked the private school choice program in Milwaukee, which started in 1990, to criminal activity outcomes when the students became adults. So we were able to track using student-level data, myself and Patrick Wolf, a professor over at Arkansas, uh, a long-term study by the time the students were about uh, almost 30 years of age, and we were able to look up their criminal records and matched them to, to similar students in the public school system and found huge reductions associated with school choice, reducing crime later on in life. And there's actually been six studies on this topic. Uh, it's not a lot, but it's an interesting body of research. They're mm-hmm. all peer-reviewed. I've done two of the six, and all of them find statistically significant positive effects of school choice, either in the form of charter schools or open enrollment district choice or private school choice to reductions in crime later on in life. So it really just goes to show you that uh, school choice can benefit students in ways other than test scores. And a lot of the defenders of the status quo like to myopically focus on standardized test scores, even though they don't like standardized testing in public schools, they'll try to use that as uh, as an attack on school choice programs if they don't have huge improvements in test scores. Well, you know what? Parents are choosing schools for a lot of different reasons. Some of it's academics and test scores, but it's also being in a safe environment, uh, being in a, a school that's aligned with your values, uh, enjoying the mission of the school. So when you look at non-test score outcomes of school choice, they happen to be much larger and more substantially uh, significant than the test score outcomes. 
that really got me interested. Um, you know, as a researcher, I looked at mental health improvement outcomes, looking at political participation improvement outcomes. Um, I looked at test scores too, but that was uh, kind of the uh, just a small part of my research. Um, and then I also I went to public schools in Texas, uh, all K through twelve. But in high school, I went to something called magnet school. I'm sure Colorado has magnet schools as well. Uh, there are choice schools within the district school system. And I felt like that was a good opportunity for me in high school. Um, there was a lot of, you know, gang and drug problems at my middle school. Same thing at the high school that I was supposed to go to, but the, uh, the magnet school was a world of difference. And I think it had, was a, it was a great opportunity for me and, and other families should have choice too. Uh, but it shouldn't be limited to schools that are, that are run by the government, like magnet schools. You should be able to choose charter schools, private schools, and you should be able to homeschool too and, and get some of the money back. Uh, for what you put in through the property tax and other tax revenue, uh, other tax sources. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you. Thank you for sharing that. I think your research and the whole body of research you're talking about is really interesting, even just for the cultural impact beyond education, like you're, like you're explaining and uh, just I'm really thrilled to have you coming out uh, to Colorado on Saturday. Uh, this is Corey DeAngelis, Senior Fellow, American Federation for Children, Executive Director of the Educational Freedom Institute, and a whole lot of titles that um, just really show your expertise and passion for this um, area. Uh, so thank you for joining us today. Thanks for coming out to Colorado on Saturday. Cool. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. And I'm um, looking forward to seeing you guys on Saturday, October 21st. Excellent. You've been listening to another episode of the Advanced Colorado Rundown. Thanks for listening and tune in again next time. You've been listening to the Advanced Colorado Rundown, brought to you by Advanced Colorado, the conservative thought leader, driving dialogue and solutions to Colorado's most critical policy issues. Find them at advancecolorado.org. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.